0: I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. Coop.
1: You're listening to the Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 80 Homeschool Success. This is the last episode of season two for our podcast, but we'll be returning soon. While you wait, connect with us on our website at thecoophomeschool.com, sign up for our email list, or follow us on social media at thecoophomeschool. We're rounding the bend to the end of the school year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, we thought it'd be a great time to talk about our successes Perfect. from the year. So this is homeschool success. And we're going to share it like we share our homeschool fails. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we're going to, uh, one, uh, give ways to measure success mm-hmm. in homeschooling. Uh, and then uh, talk about some actual successes and what we learned. Okay. And then at the end, we're going to have some takeaways. Perfect. So let's get our scoop on the coop. Jesse. Oh, my scoop on the coop is um,
0: that we went to a big curriculum exchange So it's something, yeah, yeah. so our, our, um, we're part of a charter school, public charter school that we do independent study through. We call it homeschooling because essentially we have a lot of autonomy, but we are a part of this charter school that sometimes has these amazing resources. One of which was a curriculum exchange. So cool. And, um, it was fantastic. um, it was like just a big free-for-all basically you show up you give back what you're going to give back you take what you want to take and it was just awesome
1: um and so you had a whole table of it i saw a picture you took oh of my stuff Uh, yeah it's on on our our instagram it's like an entire dining room tables worth of stuff you got yeah yeah it was huge and um, easily I could have grabbed
0: more, mm-hmm. but there was definitely like a that's enough. A limit, yes. There's a limit. You know, we'll do more curriculum exchanges in the future. You know, I don't need to think more than next school year.
1: You know, they should really do that at homeschool conferences. Oh, have 100%. everyone, whatever, however many items you bring or the right. number of items you can take home or something.
0: But here's the reason I wanted to use it as my scoop because not only was it amazing for my personal homeschool, but honestly, they do them, you know, in your neighborhoods or in your communities or at your churches, or there's some kind of homeschool network that people must be close to, whether, you know, if you really live out in the farmlands of somewhere, then your state is likely Mm -hmm. to have some type of center. So check out the homeschooling organizations in your area. And Mm -hmm. look, I know that um, our area, North San Diego County, has a regular curriculum exchange outside of our charter school. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother-in-law used to work it. Mm-hmm. You know, she used mm-hmm. to run it, and we'd have to all do the legwork oh, for right, her. Right. You know, we'd yeah. have to go set everything out. and yeah. It's like a big swap meet yeah. of curriculum and stuff. But it's perfect if you need to look at things. And so it's like... Mm-hmm. Some of the benefits of going to a convention where you get to see products, Mm -hmm. but without the sales part of it. Yeah. You know, you don't have the sales people pitching it to you. You're not buying into a package you don't need. Mm -hmm. You just get to look at the next level that might fit your kid and decide, "Hmm, yeah, let's give this a whirl. And there's very low risk. Yeah.
1: And you know what? If there isn't any that you know about, you could always go on to your, uh, if you have a local homeschool group on Facebook. Oh, for sure. Who's interested in doing a curriculum exchange? Let's pick a date. Yeah. And let's bring our staff. And you don't have to know each other, right. quite honestly. Just meet at a park. Right. There probably is
0: a curriculum exchange group on Facebook where you can mail things. oh Now yeah, that's totes. a barrier yeah. for me. I'm not gonna yeah, mail anything. Yeah. But if that's your jam Right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah, under, like, uh, the free homeschool groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: my cool. scoop is that we've got
1: a lot of really cool stuff, and it was very minimal cost to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, my scoop is uh, don't underestimate the power of a play date. Oh,
0: nice.
1: The other day, uh, both my daughters went over to a friend's house just up the street from us. And they said, oh, uh, their friend had it all planned out. You know, they were going to collect worms because it was raining. And so they needed to bring a Tupperware. So they came home and they had done all these fun things. They did spa stuff. They, I don't even know. They were just talking to a mile a minute, right? Yeah. But they collected these worms and they're handling the worms. They're playing with the worms. And then they have their Tupperware with all the dirt and cardboard and whatever else they thought the worms should eat. And they had looked up stuff. To put in there so that the worms would poop poop out what we need. Oh yeah. And then they went to watch the Wild Kratts uh, episode about worms and stuff. And then they're asking me what kind of animal is a worm. I was like, I have no idea. Let me look it up. And it's some long word. Right. And um, and so. I was just like wow that play date did more for their education than i do in most science lessons right totally (laughs) it's amazing and they had so much fun and they're touching it they're getting the sensory experience and yeah so that's awesome yeah so let's get to uh homeschool success first talk about measuring success okay how do you do it all right so um a lot of us have a reason why we homeschool totally i think All of us do, whether Mm -hmm. we've written it down or not. And it's your mission in homeschooling, whether you want to call it a mission statement or why you homeschooling or what makes you want to homeschool. It's your mission in homeschooling. And it helps if it's written down and we have a blog about it and we we, we're developing an e-course and all that stuff about it too. But, but, um, you know, if you have a mission, a reason why you homeschool, you can measure success against that. That's your measuring stick. And so for example, like I want bonding fun, challenging experiences uh, that challenge them physically, socially, and mentally. And I want growth in mind, heart, and soul for myself and yeah. for my kids. And so um, the, the mission is my guiding light. So if, if, I, if I look to uh, have experiences that meet that mission, I will feel successful. It's mm-hmm. my ultimate reason. So if I'm doing my reason right. that I'm doing homeschooling then why would I not feel successful? Exactly. And so that's kind of, um, and and, uh, um, it's important to have the mission because it helps you avoid comparison. And your mission is your own. It helps you redirect your mindset when you feel like others do it so much better. But they're doing their mission. They're doing their why and their wants. And so um, I love Jordan Peterson in 12 Rules for Life as an anecdote to chaos says, rule four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Not to who someone else is today. Yeah. And so if you remember, my mission is mine. Right. And am I doing what I want to be doing in homeschooling? Right. Regardless of Regardless what those of people is awesome doing. Regardless of this awesome thing that someone else is yeah. doing. Because for me, I'll be like, oh, you did that? That sounds so fun. And yeah. so I need to not be like, oh, they're having so many wonderful experiences. Why am I not doing wonderful experiences? I right. need to say, wait, what do I want in my homeschooling? Right. What is my mission or my point of homeschooling? And it'll redirect me back to me, and then I can say, Hey, next year that might work into what I want to do for next year. And so, mission also number three reminds you that it's not about a checklist. Yes. And so, um, it's one thing about uh like wanting to achieve a theme in the year mm-hmm. or whatever. But if your if your mission is to have bonding experiences, then you're not worried about wait, but we didn't do 30 math lessons this year. I wanted to do 30 math lessons this year. And I wanted to do, I had a whole plan for this year of all these things I wanted to do. Yeah. But if if I made that my my checklist as like, I was going to, I'm going to feel failure because there's no way I'm going to get to everything on my checklist. No. But if I look at my mission, did we have mo- bonding experiences? Did we have, yeah. um, uh, Did we, were we challenged in various ways? Yeah. Then I don't worry about my checklist because the checklists are just activities that could have meant nothing to the kids, that could have totally. meant nothing to me. Because those things are just things that we did, and they may not have been educational learning that they actually experienced. So, yeah. so again, the mission redirects your mind, is your guiding light, helps you avoid comparison, and reminds you that it's not about a checklist. And um, um, so, yeah. So, that that's the mission is the right. the big oomph for me. Like, did I do something that makes me feel like I was challenged and bonding fun and yeah. experiences? And, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, I had a hard
0: time thinking of, about this because... I, so, while I might be very, you know, organized and, you know, setting up spreadsheets and all this stuff, when it comes to my homeschooling, I tend to be a little more loosey-goosey on schooling, you know, yeah, like... Yeah. Definitely not a lot of framework happening, or maybe there's framework, but there's just not a lot of internal building, you Right. Know? and right. so I, I kind of have always been careful about measuring
1: yeah. because I don't
0: know, you know, like, right. so anyway, I figured out what I really have been looking for and it's for progress, mm-hmm. specifically tangible evidence of learning, um, the completion of something mm-hmm.
1: or a skill either being built or you know, learned. Yeah. So Which is different from a checklist. A checklist is just that you completed certain activities. No. But you're looking for progress, for growth. Right, yeah. a forward development
0: in right. learning. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between learning something and having something taught to you. Mm-hmm. doesn't
1: mean you've learned it. Right, right. You know, and or so just because you got through something mm-hmm. and can check it off your list didn't mean anything actually happened that was good because of it. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: I specifically mean that my child is showing evidence of progress and forward momentum. In anything. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. And then um the other thing that I really look for is applied learning. Mm-hmm. So this would be hearing something repeated back that I may or may not have known that my child has learned. My son is very good at this because he's only four. Mm-hmm. So they pick up stuff really fast and they're able to spit it back at you, whether it's character development, you know, all of these things are success to me mm-hmm. and part of my homeschool. So I measure character mm-hmm. in my success as a homeschool mom. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's very good at repeating things back and I'm like, Oh, you learned that. Yeah. That's awesome. You that know, is awesome. um, my older child absolutely does the same thing, but it's harder for me to recognize because the leaps aren't always as big. Mm-hmm. so again the um, the applied learning goes hand in hand with the progress, you know it's and it's not always expressed
1: either. Right. Sometimes our kids don't want to right. tell us what they're thinking, and so we don't always see it exactly.
0: But then you know we're at a field trip and somebody asks a question, and my daughter's hand shoots up and she knows the answer, and I'm mm-hmm. like, there it is. Yeah. There's the yeah. evidence she of this thing. She was paying attention. She was paying attention yeah. or just you know, her casual... and she's
1: interested to respond. She's right. not just apathetic about it. She actually right. wants to it respond. It wasn't wrote response because yeah. she's been asked
0: that question seven hundred times. Right. She took in the question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: went through her knowledge bank and was able to come up with this answer, right. which right. is fantastic. That's what I'm going for. Right. Is learning and knowledge. Right. Um, um like it's evidence are evident even in my daughter's vocabulary. Mm -hmm. So that's where sometimes I forget I'm seeing success all the time, but I forget. But her use of per se the -hmm. other day accurately. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know you've added that to your vocabulary, you know, and can use it in how you speak. But those little moments I'm like, okay, okay. That's forward progress. Whether I taught her that or not, you know, it's different. But she's growing, it's evolving, mm-hmm. and she's changing. So I'm. that's kind of how I figured out that I measure success, mm-hmm. that I'm not totally failing my kids all the time mm-hmm. by not doing specific, you
1: know, tangible things right. in different ways yeah. for and different with people. With the tests yeah. and seeing how yeah. many things they pass. And, right. Yeah. And don't you love it when you see them playing with the information that yes. they have? Mm -hmm. That's really fun when you see them doing play on words or or making games out of it. And it's just that's when, you know, the learning happened and they appreciate it. Exactly. That they can start to see why we learn. Mm -hmm. And it's self-directed. Right. It's not even something you're making them
0: do. No, I didn't make her recall this. Mm -hmm. You know, we weren't sitting there waiting until she recalled it or Mm -hmm. going through it 700 times. And so that's the nice part is that it's it's her. Mm -hmm. It's her learning. It's her success. You know, and therefore it's mine because this is what my whole goal was all along.
1: And learning is, uh, homeschooling, in homeschooling especially, learning is beyond the books, right? I mean, beyond the academics. So um, in their social interactions as well. And so seeing them show more kindness to the younger kids. Seeing them being able to include the younger kids. Like just to progress from two years ago. Yeah, Like if you just look two years ago... Do you see progress? Yep. And so the progress is such a great measuring stick. Mm-hmm. I think the mission would be like kind of an abstract right. thing and and it's more of a feeling. Right. And then the progress is like literally you can look back right. and, and see a tangible right. change. And just specifically, the progress is, you know, at
0: at one child's progress. Right, you right. know, we're not comparing children like oh, we right, talked right, about right. that. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, but just to be clear, you know, not looking at, you know, comparing one child to the other to see if they're progressing faster than somebody else. It's literally just progress for this one single Mm -hmm. child and the track that Mm -hmm. they're on. So it's just forward motion on their own individual learning track specifically. But um, yeah, I just, I think that that's always how I've done it. And so it helps me calm down. Mm -hmm. I get to take that deep breath and go, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay, you know, while other ways of measuring. Maybe we weren't stacked up as where I thought we should be or could be based on
1: what we've been doing. But then I see her apply something and I go, okay. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. No, I love it. I mean, I think of even my daughter, my youngest, who's taken longer to learn to read. Mm-hmm. I'm giving her my phone. She's playing WordScape right, right. On the app. And she's coming up with all these words on mm-hmm. her own. And it's like, Okay, there's the progress. Right. She's sounding it out and being like, is, is that a word? Right. And it's fun for her versus yeah. two years ago, there's no way she could have done any of that. No. And so there's the progress. Exactly. Or, or six months ago, she wouldn't have done that. Right. So Totally. Yeah, I love that. All right. So uh, let's go on to our examples. Okay. Um, I so this year our theme was, so mine's kind of big because it's going with the the mission idea. Right. So our theme this year was, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139, 14. I, we wanted them to grow in their own understanding of their bodies and the amazing um, intelligence of their creator God. That's right. what we wanted out of that. Yep. And um, so uh, the stuff we did it goes with like, part of our mission. So I want fun and like curiosity and fun. And so the operation outs did that watching operation outs videos. I wanted a foundational knowledge. So the books and the unit study for gather round. Right. Did that. Uh, I wanted challenging hands-on experience. Well, those were the dissections. Those were incredibly challenging. I wanted wisdom talks. And so to challenge them like emotionally and spiritually. And so we, Reading Aloud Wonder and Pollyanna and Helen Keller, those for me were like some of the best moments we had because we talked so much about life. And like Pollyanna has this really, people use Pollyanna as such an insult, but it's actually right. like it's the greatest perspective you can have. And yeah. I, I wish more people would read Pollyanna to themselves and to the kids because okay. it's, it's amazing. And that's the perspective we should have in life. And so we talked a lot about that. And um, and wonder was from different perspectives in the same family and just developing compassion. So to me, those were all successes mm-hmm. because we were having the wisdom talks. We were having, I mean, that's the character development. That's what's yeah. most important to us as homeschool parents, right? For sure. And then the growing compassion went along with that, but also with the documentaries and YouTubes we... Um, we watched um, with regards to different uh, disabilities and um, like Paralympics, we watched a lot yeah. of that and things like that. And, and then we had this family life experience in Vegas yes. just this Your past new week, one. Yes. a week ago today actually. And um, and what that was so neat because it was bonding and it was fun mm-hmm. and it just cemented the theme and... And so that was real success because we went to Las Vegas to see the Real Bodies exhibit. So cool. And it was an incredible exhibit. And we spent an hour and a half there. And my son said, who's 11, that is something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. I love it. I mean, how cool that he said something about not the Vegas experience, but no. literally when we walked out of there. The That's museum. what he said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, it's too bad it wasn't just a half an hour away. We had to drive five hours right. to go to it. Right but it was worth it. And then I, and then growth, like I want to see growth. Um, that's why we're homeschooling. I want to be there for it. I want to grow as a person. And mm-hmm. here's we, here's what, how I grew actually. I allowed a unit study to span six months, right? It's a 20 lesson supposed to be one to two months depending right. on how fast you go, but ours took six. So we took our time and I didn't treat it like I do other things. Right. Check it off the list. Right. We didn't do it just to do it. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And then I skipped the details. We didn't do any memorizing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The point was to refocus and um, just be in awe of how God created our bodies. And this particular one is pretty dense. And Mm -hmm. so as a
0: first introduction... It's Nice to just get them familiar with it, you yeah, know, versus focusing on memoriz- memorizing the systems of the body mm-hmm. outside of just what comes naturally and what you
1: choose to, mm-hmm. to do with them. Well, aren't even the parts of the systems, right? Um, and then, uh, I, f- I focused on what mattered, right? Mm-hmm. And then I pushed myself to do things that were scary for me, so the dissection and those instruments. That was all I dreaded those days, but I for me and what I wanted in regards to my homeschool right. mission, I knew we had to do them, and I would have too much regret if we didn't totally. and and they were it was a crazy moment in time the whole right. day I'm feeling my anxiety go up, and then finally, when I go to set set everything out, I'm like, got the gloves i I'm handling this these raw hearts and brains and eyeballs and scalpels and, you know, I've talked about it all podcast season about different things Mm -hmm. that have come up and I grew a lot in that way. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think I'd be doing that, especially with little kids. Right. And I'd have to add for you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh But,
0: um, on top of being okay with it, taking what it takes, and not just going through it and checking it off, you also finished it. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's easy to drop things Mm -hmm. that you don't feel success from in the moment. Yeah. You know, and to feel like, oh, well, we haven't touched it in a week, but I have this big thing. And sometimes the big things can be intimidating and overwhelming. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I have to get that dissection ready. Yeah. Like, do we have to? You know. know? And so for you to stick with it, too, not that you aren't good at that, but just, you know, for this type of thing is really awesome. Yeah. It
1: would be, it would have been easy for me to be like, okay, the eyeballs were only three bucks each. Yeah. I can just not do them. Right. But I went ahead and did it, you know? And, and so, yeah, it was really a cool moment for me as a mom and as a teacher of my kids to, to get to push myself in that way too. I'm asking them to push themselves all the time. Right. I got to push myself too. So yeah, so that that's um, with regards to my mission in homeschooling and why I do it—bonding and fun and challenging experiences and growing in our souls and faith and all that. Mm -hmm. um, This totally did that for me this year. And yeah, we made a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and Mm. I had a a lot of little fails along the way. But overall, like I, we achieved our 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 mission in this way this year. That's super awesome. Yeah. So what about you, Jesse?
0: Okay, so. This year, and I'm sure that I talked about it in a previous podcast episode that I can't recall off the top of my head, but um, I I talked a lot about how I try not to have too many things on the list. Mm -hmm. I don't, even in my planner, I don't write out even what lesson we're going to be covering. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. I just leave the planner blank for the school and then add in what we do Mm. that day. I don't pre-plan my lessons because it gives me anxiety to feel like I have to push and we can't go at our pace. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to add in more this year because Sophia was 9 turning 10, fourth grade. I had these really cool social studies, you know, my California unit study that I really wanted to do. And so I knew that we needed to kind of get a little more... um, time investment mm-hmm. in sitting down and learning together so i don't want to call it school time but learning together and being able to stay on a topic you know that's something i feel like she has progressed to at this point point. and um i wasn't sure how it was going to go but we've talked about gather around unit studies that's what your human body one is um so back in the fall we did space, and mm-hmm. I paired it with studying the national parks because we were going on a road it's trip so in cool. September. Yeah, And so, you know, each day we would do multiple subjects, which we hadn't always done. Mm-hmm. You know, she could kind of do math whenever she wanted and language arts whenever she wanted, or that would be the the 10 minutes of each thing she'd do each day, and then we'd do one extra learning thing. But this was definitely more like we're sitting down for a good half hour to an hour between... Um, saying the lesson, you know, reading the lesson to her, going through the answers together in the workbook, doing any extra things an experiment here or watching the videos that we like to pair with them for mm-hmm, learning and mm-hmm. helping to include my four-year-old more, um, you know, this experience as well. And so doing all of those things was definitely more time that we, than we had spent before. And for me, it was a huge success because my child didn't complain. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to the episode where we interview our kids, the kids Coop Kids Takeover, she talks about how, I don't want to do space. Now, did she love it? No, it wasn't her favorite. But she didn't complain whenever we did it. You know, and so we were able to sit down, get through the lessons. We learned things together. I let her pick the order we did things because this particular unit study didn't necessarily need to go in order. And so we would just jump around to whatever Mm -hmm. she felt like she wanted to do that day. So that was really fun. So we checked off more unit studies than I've ever done in the mm-hmm. past. You know, So for me, like my check boxes are very personal and mm-hmm. not just for the sake of doing it. Oh, right. But we were able to complete them, which for yeah. me was a big deal. And not for me to feel like, A, I had to force her to do it, or B, just give up on it because yeah, I didn't want to force off. her to do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to see things that were actually completed. And then, um, you know, so we ended up doing the space unit. Um, And then we did the oceans unit, which was super fun because it paired really well with the California history unit study I put together. But we're still in the middle of that one. I'm hoping it's a huge success we're having a really fun time, you know, and this one I went all into this. So this was a oh, yeah, new experiment definitely. for me too. So I hate to count it as a success yet, but it's been successful thus far. Um, but all the field trips, you know, we're about to go on a mining field trip on Wednesday with our coop group. And it's just so fun to be able to have something that we are doing on our own in our own home and then have our friends join us for some of the fun parts of it. Yeah. Um, whether they are or are not doing it as well mm-hmm. um and so then it's just neat for my daughter to see that we can enjoy learning individually and as a group and that this learning is something you take with you so for example when I was sharing about seeing the applied learning this was at the missions mm-hmm. because we had been studying them she could raise her hand and answer questions or the level of question that she was able to ask a docent and not just her but oh, all the yeah, kids whoever, were yeah. but specifically my child was able to ask mm-hmm. the docent and I can't of course think of one now This was a spontaneous addition to me talking about this. But the questions that she was able to come up with, I thought were very intelligent. You know, she didn't ask a question that had already been answered. Mm -hmm. She didn't ask a question that, you know, like was annoying to the docent or just, you know, I don't know, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I don't, whatever, but she asked intelligent questions <laughs> yeah. and I thought that that was a huge sign of success that she was interested enough in the topic to even ask a question, Yeah, you know, cause she could have just listened and been like, all right, good. What's well, and on? apathetic about it. Exactly. Yeah. But she felt connected to it mm-hmm. because we had built this connection to our learning this year. And so that's just a huge success for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love hearing all that. Um, so now we have some takeaways, but before we get to that, I'm going to, I'm going to segment for a moment and plug our t-shirts. Oh yes. Okay. (laughs) Because we happen to both wear t-shirts that Jesse here, our graphic designer, she designed, <laughs> yes. and you have the Caffeinet and Educate one, and yes. it's a it's a new
0: fit. Yes, it's a wonderful, very feminine cut T-shirt. It runs a little bit small, so at my one hundred and twenty-five pounds, yeah, um, and I'm in a medium, and it's comfortable. I've already washed it, um, I hung dry it because I do that with my T-shirts so that yeah. I don't want to shrink. Yeah, but I did um, fluff it in the dryer, and it fits perfect, mm-hmm. and for it's me. very long. That's why I like love long. long so if I lift my arms up, it's not showing anything. I love it. Yeah. So, it. and it might even cover some bum too. Yeah, that's which great. Is nice. Yeah, yeah. So, I love this new um, cafe and
1: educate. Yes. That's on our website. Yes. And then I'm wearing the one. Will you read my shirt? Yes. It's not all classrooms have four walls. And then there's this beautiful picture of just like a silhouette of yeah. mountains, mountains, mm-hmm. and trees. Yeah. And it's a baseball tee, which I like because I like to cover my arms a little yeah. bit more. And um, it's very long. And and it yeah. covers some too, and I love it. So I yeah. have the large on, I think.
0: Yep. And then um, I added some racer backs, and oh, they are cool. a flowy racer back um, oh, cool. tank top. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite tank, and so I was super excited that our dropship design company had these ones available. And um, so they're not clingy. Um, so if you would like a flowier top, this one is awesome. Yeah. So
1: it's a great. One. And the reason the reason we're doing this is because we love homeschooling and there's not a lot of homeschooling shirts out there i I represent so many other things in my shirts right and so we're just i just wanted to throw this in there because we're both dressed this way i literally have taken this out of the dirty clothes three times now (laughs) i've worn it four times in a row it's so gross i know but um and it still looks like new yeah well because i haven't watched it i haven't watched it right well, that's the okay. one of four times. The graphics
0: have held up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is brand new, but my old Caffeinate and Educate shirt, the graphic has held up really well. My Not All Classrooms Have Four Walls mm-hmm. has held up really well. Yeah. So I've been really liking it. Our hats have been great. Yeah. Um, so, and we have a bunch of new, like, homeschool mom and homeschool mama stuff. Cute. And my favorite new thing yeah. is PJs.
1: Oh, yeah. So that's I thought awesome. it was
0: hilarious. Because we all joke about how our homeschool uniform Or our work clothes are our pajamas. Oh, totally. And so I made one where the top says school uniform and the pants or the shorts. If you get the shorts, say homeschool mom. That's so great. I love it. So check out our Etsy shop. It's etsy.com slash the
1: And you can get there through our website. And though, you can too. get there through our website as well. But yeah, um, throw a little support our way yes, and, and, and spread yeah, the word. Mother's Day and Teacher Appreciation Day is coming up. Yeah, so uh, have your husbands by you because it's super cute right? Yeah, and a number of our friends fun. have bought stuff know. and sweatshirts and you know. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to plug that before I forgot and let's go to the takeaways. Okay. Now. Okay. So, uh, oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, number one, remember that, uh, measuring success is personal to you. Yes. So when you measure success, you've got to measure it in a way that works for you. We give some suggestions, whether it's mission or seeing progress, mm-hmm. but you might have a whole nother yeah. way to approach it. And And so personalize it, but think of that ahead of time. And then you'll kind of, okay, so that's number one. Number two, um, if you want to do the mission statement, make sure you have one and make sure it accurately reflects what you want out of homeschooling. Totally. Uh, Number three, check in with yourself. Are you comparing your homeschool life to others? Um, Because we've talked about that being the thief of joy, right? And so if so, redirect yourself and maybe take a break from social media. That, that, because sometimes people will just feel like they're failing all the time when they're on social media. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And then uh, four, write down a joyful or successful moment each day or week or month. And when, um, when you do, what made you feel like it was a success? Keep track of that. And it can be a great reference for you later when you need encouragement or inspiration. When you, when you're feeling like you're having a hard time homeschooling, go back to the, go back to that list and be like, oh, wow, like. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I have all these successes and all these wonderful moments, and, and that might reinvigorate you. And then it also will help you reframe your mission statement. If you're feeling all these successes and joyful moments, but then you look at your mission statement and it, and it and it's not fulfilling that at all, then maybe your mission statement is not accurate. Right. That needs an update. Yeah. And ask your child, number five, ask your child what her favorite Mm -hmm. moments and experiences were and write those down. Right.
0: We've had so much fun doing that with our kids and then, you know, giving them a surprise interview and asking them. It was just, it's very enlightening to see what your kids like and don't like. And
1: I couldn't have predicted a lot of it. Totally. You know, maybe some, but not all. Yeah. And then number six, by one of our shirts as, as your prize for a job well done. Yes. Your end of the to tweet yourself. Kids. Yeah. Treat Love yourself. It. All right. So anything else? I don't have anything. Okay. So now it's time for the Coop,
0: coop Q and A where we answer your questions. If you have a question, email us
1: MamaHens at the coop or contact us through our website. All right. So Jesse, what yes. is one thing you need your kids oh. to know before adulthood. This was on uh, Facebook uh, okay. homeschool group page. So
0: I, this is one that I usually go to because I need them to know how to recognize um, fallacies mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. I need them to be able to see and debate and argue. So logic and rhetoric, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to understand a logical fallacy when they see one Mm -hmm. and not get entrapped by one. Mm -hmm. So we actually found a cool curriculum for that, that I'll link on our, um, show notes, but that's a huge one. I want them to be able to go out in the world equipped to discuss
1: and support and, you know, be strong. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. I love it. I want that too. Yes. Uh, Question answered. Um, Okay. And then another one for me would be uh, understanding when, by the time they leave the house, I want them to understand their faith, Mm -hmm. um, and own their faith and have the ability to defend it to whoever, even themselves, like to have a, a proper understanding of it and a commitment to it and, and feel the joy from it enough to where they can, when someone asks them the reason for their hope and happiness and joy in life, and why they can endure suffering in the way that they can, I want them to be able to point people to Christ and say, because my hope is not in things of this earth. My hope right. is in heaven. And so that would be the the ultimate for me, and um, I think the logic and rhetoric goes right along with exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. They're not exclusive.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing, and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.